Welcome everybody to the DC Tweet Team podcast and this is episode number 38. I am your host Andy. Today I'm joined by my good buddy Mr. Tony Wheat. Tony, how are you sir? Very good, thanks Andy. Yourself? Yeah, I I would be even better if we were here having uh, talking about a a win. Unfortunately, we're not. We went down 20 to 30 to the Cleveland Browns. What are your initial thoughts on Sunday's game, my friend? I thought it was disappointing in the end. I thought that we were well in the game for the vast majority. Um, had a chance to, to win the game. But ultimately, you know, mistakes cost us. Um, the three picks clearly cost us. Um, you know, gave up good field position. And that led to, you know, that led to the, the winning couple of touchdowns in the end. So, I didn't think it was a bad performance. I thought there were a lot of good things. Um Obviously, Dwayne's performance was a bit disappointing. It's the first time he's since his you know, first couple of games that he's thrown multiple interceptions. He's usually pretty good at looking after the ball. So, um, yeah, I thought we put ourselves in a position to win. So, those are the kind of games that we're going to need to win this season if we're going to sort of put together any kind of um, any kind of challenge. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of, lot of good things to build on. Obviously, a couple of disappointing injuries as well puts a more of a dampener on it. So, um, yeah, not not a good day. Not a good day in the end. Yeah, I mean, obviously, let's get into talking about uh, Dwayne Haskins. Obviously, he was uh, 21 for 37, uh, 244 yards. Yes, two touchdowns, two touchdowns. But like you say, them three, the three picks really, really cost us. And boy, did he get it on uh, social media after that game. I mean, where do you stand on the whole Haskins debate? Should he be, be benched after three games? Obviously, I got into metal. You've probably seen on social media. There was many a heated argument going around over the last couple of days. A lot of people, and I mean a lot of people, were like, no, he has to be benched now. Just bench him. Uh, let's get Kyle Allen. And even some people were asking for Alex Smith. I mean, my, me personally, I think he should see out every game. Just play him every game. This is a transitional season. He, the only way he's going to get better is if he learns after Sunday. What's your views on everyone? A lot, well, not everyone. A lot of people saying that Haskins should be benched. Well, I think it's, I think it's ridiculous. Um, I mean, I agree with your take on it completely. That the only way that we're going to find out for sure if he is the future is to allow him to play a full season as a starting quarterback, um, and then we'll know. He may not be the answer, you know, but at the moment we don't know. Um, he, you know, he started ten games now as a professional quarterback. He is still making a lot of the mistakes that, you know, apart from the transcendent talents of the sort of Mahomeses of this world who came in and lit it up, um, also surrounded by a much better supporting cast. Um, Dwayne's going through a lot of growing pains. Um, but to suggest that he should be benched is is short term thinking in the extreme. Um, you know, for a couple of reasons. One, as we said already, you've got to give him a lot more time than just a few games. Um, all these people saying, oh, I can tell straight away. Well, that's that's ridiculous. Um, and second of all, the options are no better. You know, Kyle Allen is not the answer. Anyone who saw the second half of Carolina's season and watched any film will know that. Um, Alex, you know, Alex Smith is a great romantic story. But really, is that what's that going to what's that going to tell us? Um, you know, what we're going to learn, how we're going to go. You know, is that a long term answer? Clearly not. No. So. Yeah, frankly, benching him at this stage is ridiculous. And I've just started blocking people on social media now. <laughs> yeah, I mean, all I, can, all I can say is God bless the mute button on social yeah. media because yeah, I, used, I had to use it quite a few times. Don't get me wrong, I'll, I'll always have like debate and we all talk. Yeah. And, you know, if we all agreed about everything, then sport would be very boring. But, it would. you know, like you just said, Kyle Allen is in it, aren't you? Are you telling me that's a massive upgrade from Dwayne Haskins? Well, it's a massive downgrade. So I think, um, 
look, it's it's the it's the classic fan reaction. It's not just Washington fans; it's fans across the board. As soon as you don't start particularly well, as soon as your quarterback makes a couple of mistakes, it's you know call for his head. Um, you know, you're ne- we're never going to find out if he if he is the man without allowing him to have these growing pains. And thankfully, you know, listening to Rivera yesterday, he, he is, you know, he's cognizant of that. He's aware of that, um, and he's sticking, you know, and he, and he will stick with him. Uh, you know, that's not to say that if it, if in a game midway through the third quarter we're getting hammered and he's not playing well, you know, you can you might pull him in a in a game, but you don't change a starting quarterback. He has to have the season. You know, for me, that's an absolute non-negotiable. Um, and I think that Rivera knows that as well. Yeah, what did you make? Obviously, Rivera made the comments of like he knows, and the cutoff point is for Haskins. So, uh, you know, I'm not holding much hope coming into this Sunday's game against the uh, the Ravens this coming Sunday. So it's going to be another tough tough game for Dwayne coming up this weekend. Ron Rivera saying he knows when the cut-off point for it for Dwayne is. When do you think that cut-off point come? Obviously, we've got a tough few games coming up now. I mean, what can yeah. you realistically think our record could be after these next two to three games? It's not going to get any easier, is it? No, no, it's not. And I, and I think that, you know, he's talked about a cut-off point and, and I think that would have to be, you know, multiple back-to-back performances, whereas decision-making is poor. Um, you know, and he, he's repeatedly turning the ball over multiple times. I think that, you know, there has to be some realism. And I think that, you know, we all know that he's playing behind a, a well below average offensive line and bar one receiver, um, bar Terry McLaurin, we have a, a, a pretty, you know, league, well, below league average support cast. So, I mean, you know, to expect the guy to be performing miracles at this stage, I think is unrealistic. I mean, I, I personally thought his first two games, um, you know, we're, we're solid enough. Um, you know, for a young quarterback before this Sunday, you know, he was looking after the ball quite well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he's missing some throws. His mechanics were a little bit off at times, but he's making some throws as well. You know, he's making some nice throws. And even on Sunday, you know, the couple of the, you know, he showed some resilience by coming back from a couple of those interceptions to, to, to you know, to throw, um, you know, to put us back in the lead. Uh, but then unfortunately, it was just one mistake too many. But I think that. Sometimes it's a little bit one step forward, two steps back. But as long as he shows progress, and I think that's what Rivera is looking for as well. As long as he shows progress and, and stops cutting out the silly mistakes, um, you know, it looks as if they disagreed about whether he was staring uh, staring down the receivers. But yeah, yeah. I'm just, that's my. I'm going to come on to that in a minute. That was uh, there was some like Ron Rivera was saying in his press conference, and you know, I watched all. I rewatched it today as well, and I, like I, I, you know, I've watched the highlights over the last few days of the game and the press conferences. Ron Rivera was basically saying, yeah, he he was staring down receivers, and you know, Dwayne Haskins has come out and he's explained the entire play, and he's like, I definitely wasn't staring down receivers. But the only thing that alarmed me was with the picks themselves, especially the first. First interception. I think we. I think it was second down. I can't believe that he even attempted to make that throw. As soon as literally there was four defenders swarming around that ball. Yeah, I, I just. That's my only thing with him. I don't think he's going through all his reads and all his progressions. And I tweeted that out of the weekend. I, I think he's. I think he's hurrying too much. He's like he is just fixed on one receiver. Or nine times out of ten, is it could be Terry McLaurin, but yeah. I think he's. I think he's getting rushed in the pocket instead of like maybe like um, the easy check down pass every now and again. Yeah, we don't all like it. It's not flashy football, but that will move the ball. That will move the chains. You know what yeah. I mean? Sometimes you just got to do that instead of trying to do these Hollywood passes that we call it over here yeah. uh, with our soccer. 
instead of trying to do the Hollywood pass and them interceptions to me on Sunday were they weren't even they weren't even ones where you think, oh, okay, maybe the receiver could have got that. I thought all of them were really bad throws. I don't know what you thought. Yeah, yeah they were all on him. I think all three were on him. Um, as you said, I think Rivera said that he thought he was getting through his progressions too quickly and trying to get the ball in there. Now, <laughs> I suppose in one hand, the fact he's going through his progressions is a, is a positive sign, but it's mm-hmm. then the decision. It's then the decision to go with it. Um, yeah, I mean, I think that, as you say, if you, it's not a bad option to throw an incompletion. It's not a bad option to throw a, a short check down. And ultimately, as well, it's not a bad option to punt, you know. Mm-hmm. If, if somebody, I forget who it was, it was one of the commentators the other week, said they wanted um, every drive to end in a, in a kick, whether it's a, an extra point, a field goal or a punt. Mm-hmm. Uh, that was a new one on me, but I thought, actually, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? So, um, you know, you don't have to, when you're in a tight game, you don't have to win the game every play. Um, and some of those throws, I think, were a little bit a little bit forced. Um me about him at times, and I've watched quite a bit of film on this. I think he, partly because of the, the offensive line troubles, is, is that he's he's not allowing plays to develop necessarily. So perhaps getting a little bit happy feet, and he bails quite often. Um, you know, he's 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 actually just sort of walked into one or two sacks purely by bailing when he didn't need to. So mm-hmm. you can kind of understand that because of the offensive line issues. But you know, he's got to he's got to stand big. He's got to stand tall. And if it's not there, he's got to throw it away. Um, you know, a throwaway is not a bad option, as we just said there. So, look, but it is part of the growing process. And I think that's the challenge now. He's, he's got to show that, you know, a good, a top-end quarterback is not going to make those same mistakes again and again. If you continue to make those mistakes, that's when I think Rivera is talking about the cutoff point. Yeah, I think he's got to come back this weekend. He's got a big point to prove now. Um, obviously, he's not. we're going to have no Chase Young this weekend. How do you... How do you think we'll cope without without Chase now? Probably for the next two to three weeks, he could be missing for. That's going to be a humongous loss for us, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. And and I think that this, this you know his loss and and also Matt Ioannidis being out for the for the season. Yeah, Matt's done for the season now, is he? So you know you yeah. got Chase, Chase Young on the defensive side of the ball, and it's. It's never, it's always, it's never one thing with us, is it? There's always something. I mean, hopefully they're saying Chase Young maybe just could miss a game or two yeah. games maximum, and then hopefully we could get back. But yeah, Matt's obviously, obviously done for the season yeah. now. I mean, like you said though, the, the, the Haskins' options. You know what I mean? He's not, he hasn't got many options. Terry McLaurin yesterday, like four receptions, eighty-three yards. Dontrell Inman, I thought played quite well. Yes, uh, sorry, it's Sunday. Sorry, um, you know, three receptions, thirty-eight yards, two TDs. So. We started the game off well, I thought. Yeah. I thought we started off really well, you know. Uh, we had the sack, the Jonathan Allen sack. AGG and Terry were getting some good games and some good yards. Then we had the touchdown to him. And I'm thinking, wow, we've yeah. actually... At least we started the game well for one, wouldn't you say? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, think it's, I think that um, we did. We started the game and we were in the game all the way until, you know, the last the, you know, the last touchdown obviously killed it off. But... Um, and it was interesting that Isaiah Wright, the, the undrafted free agent, came in and, and he had six targets. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, six targets for an undrafted free agent is, and it's pretty much his first game action is is pretty good. So, you know, I, I think that these guys, and this was what we were saying at the start of the season, is that, you know, there's a lot of potentially young, exciting talent there. So, you, you know, your Gandhi Goldens, your Isaiah Wrights, um, obviously Gibson seems to be getting a bit more of a role now, but it's asking a hell of a lot. And, you know, and Terry Mack's only a second-year player, so it's asking mm-hmm. a hell of a lot to expect these, you know, young guys with very little experience to come in and make a massive difference. Now, 
one thing I think that might happen, and, and hopefully we'll see, is that the longer the season goes on, assuming you know, hoping hopefully that we don't end up um, you know in the free fall, is that some of these guys will develop, and, and during the second half of the season, we'll start to see some guys actually make a name for themselves, and, and you know, put a marker down to be a, a long-term part of the team. Um, same, same with the defense. And I think it's for me this season is about Rivera's clearly got a game plan, a long-term game plan, which mm-hmm. is to have a look at everybody. You know, he didn't bring in any really any sort of patch, you know, to a free agent or two to, to patch up a position. He wanted to have a look at what he'd got. Well, yeah, um, and there was there was like talk of Antonio Brown that like, wasn't yeah. there, like the close. That's I'm glad that hasn't happened. Yeah, I am, and, and across the board, um, I'm glad it didn't happen because. You know, some of these guys that he's having a look at may not make it. You know, Garen Christian may not make it. Troy Apke may not make it. You know, but if we get two or three... Sadiq Charles might not even get on the field. Well, Sadiq, Sadiq <laughs> Charles is, is one who's the big pressure on him because yeah. you know, he was doing very well by all accounts before he, he injured his calf and now his, his thigh. Mm-hmm. Um, but if he can come in and, and be a solid starter, you know, if you can get two or three guys come in this season and, and establish themselves, you know, guys like, um, you know, Moreland's been doing okay. Curl, surprisingly, has come in and made quite a contribution. In yeah, the agreed. Game. Agreed. You know, so if, if if through this process we get to the end of the season, regardless of how many games we've won, which I know is the be-all and end-all to a lot of people, but it isn't to me this year. And I think the most important thing is, can we say, right, Ron's had a look at everybody. He's picked up three or four solid starters, along with, you know, some of the established guys. Um, we know what we need now. We know what we need to draft. And we know what we need to target in free agency next year. And if, and if that's where we're at, then that's fine by me. I have no problem with that at all. We'll know who can't play because they'll have had an opportunity to play and have not been good enough. Um, and they'll be moved on. And that's the way it works. Yeah, I think like we've said many times, and I know it's hard. Come, come Sunday, we all want to sit down on a Sunday afternoon and watch our team win. But I'll, I, I'm more interested in seeing our team compete. And we competed on Sunday too pretty certain extent I think we were like you say we were in the game pretty much for most of the game unfortunately slipped away from us at the end but I think it's going to be one of them seasons Tony where this might not be the first time we kind of see this and as fans yes we all you know we all send the angry tweets out on a Sunday myself included we all you know we all want to win games of football that's why me you and a lot of that's why we all watch sport and we all want to see our team win but I think it's it's going to be a long, long, hard season for us. But hopefully, the you know what's not going for us now will benefit us down the road, shall we say? You know, you've got people like Don Cho Inman now progressing. I thought Logan Thomas. What did you make of him at the weekend? I thought he I thought he improved with a man that got he come in for a little bit of criticism the week before. Yeah, no, I think Thomas has been fine. I think Thomas has been solid. Um, he's getting a good number of targets. Um, you know, I think he, he he's definitely a somebody that you know is going to be a probably a league average at best tight end. But you know, he, he's definitely better than than what we had last year. Um, I'm not convinced that he's the the long term answer. But but again, mm-hmm. he's, he's he's had an opportunity. Um, Dwayne clearly likes him because if you look at his targets week on week, yeah. he seems to be getting featured. So if he can just develop a little bit more consistency in his in his catching and his um, Ability to, to get open. I mean, he seems to be uh, he seems to be one of Dwayne's sort of favourites, which is kind of good. It's what you want, you know. Tight end, you know, tight end's always a young quarterback sort of friend, if you like. If he's just a, a little check down option to him, but um, yeah, again, I'm glad that he's been given an opportunity because we may get to the end of the season. It may be right, okay, he can't be a tight end one for us, but we've had a look at him. Um, 
and it's just that bigger vi- it's just that bigger picture approach that that I like and that I think is what Rivera is doing. Even a couple of the decisions that I've not agreed with. Um, what did you make of us not using the timeouts again? Well, that was what I was going to say. <laughs> even a couple of decisions I've not agreed with, I can understand even if I don't agree with what he's trying to do there. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like folding up the tent and going home, but at the same time, you can kind of say, well, okay. At least, at least he's consistent with his approach, and at least he's explained what his approach is. Mm-hmm. Um, whether you agree with it, I mean, I've seen various talking heads going mental about it and saying that it's you no. Know, a lot of a... people are saying that we still, we were still in the game. We still could have done this, this, and this. You know, you never know in the NFL. Look at the the Cowboys the week before. Yeah. Um, what do you say to them? Yeah, I mean, I understood what he did more at Arizona um, because really, whilst Sunday against Cleveland was was close all the way and competitive. Mm-hmm. The Arizona game, we were never in. You know, mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. We like to say that we we pulled back to within whatever it was, 10, 15 points at one point. We were never in that game. So what he did at the end of that game didn't really bother me too much. Um, but doing it back-to-back weeks and doing it in a week where the Cleveland game was a lot more competitive and, and whilst you know it would have taken something fairly spectacular for us to, to win it, I would have liked to have seen us have a go in that situation. Um, yeah. so I, think the two, I think the two weeks are slightly different. Um, but when you stack one on top of the other, I don't think it's a particularly good look. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, Rivera knows what he's doing. He knows what he wants to do. Um, and he knows that he, you know, he is obviously the, the guy who is, is creating this bigger picture and, and what he's doing fits into that. I thought Scott Turner uh, called up some good plays this weekend. What did you make of that? Another man that came in for a little bit of criticism the uh, the week before. I was quite impressed with the plays that we called up. It was a few different looks, you know. There was a few different plays that we hadn't seen before from like from Washington. And I, I was quite impressed with the way... I could see glimpses, shall I say, this weekend, Tony, if that makes sense. I saw like what they're trying to do. And uh, as a fan, I, I, all I want to see is progression. And I saw that this weekend. Yes, Dwayne Haskins needs to learn. And yes, he made mistakes. But from some of the things that Scott was calling up this weekend, what did you think of that? Yeah, I think that uh, Scott's going to do quite a good job for me at the moment. I think that um, a lot of the stuff that we expected to see from him, you know, based on what he'd done the, the back end of the season in Carolina. So, you know, um, a lot of motion, a lot of shifts, uh, mm-hmm. a lot of pre-snap, a lot of pre-snap movement, stuff that we didn't do last season and haven't done for a while. So I think that what we're trying to do is, uh, I think we could, what he's trying to do is isolate um, our skilled players and, and our best players and put them in the favorable, put them in favorable situations. So for me, we want to, we want to be moving Gibson around the formation as much as possible. You know, we can line him up in the backfield, line him up in the slot, move yep. him around. So I think we're starting to see that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, I think Turner's doing a pretty good job at the moment. We just need the execution, um, which I suppose is stating the obvious really, but yeah, I, I like what he's doing. I think some of the, the data shows that we're in the, the top half of the league in terms of, um, you know, the, the, the amount of plays we're running at the, the sort of the speed of the, you know, the tempo that we're, we're playing that is quite good. Um, so I think, I think in terms of the way the offense is, is being set out and the way it, it's shaping up is good. Um, it just needs the execution to improve. Yeah, moving on to the other side of the ball with the defense. The only thing that did concern me quite a bit from Sunday's game was the amount of missed tackles we had in yeah. crucial, crucial third down moments as well. What's your What's your thoughts on What was your thoughts on that? Were you similar to me? I was like literally screaming at the telly. Like yeah. some of them were like 
so crucial third down tackles and like they weren't what don't get me wrong, I've never played in the NFL, so I don't know. And obviously I haven't yeah. played I've only ever played flag football. But to yeah. me they look like basic tackles. What did you make of uh, of that? Yeah, I mean I, I fully agree, hundred percent. That would be my biggest issue or yeah, probably probably the biggest issue with the with the defence at the moment. Although to be fair, I think it's a fairly league wide problem. Um mm-hmm. I don't I don't think enough they don't get enough time to, to practice tackling and as a as a rugby player and a rugby coach as well, some of the technique uh, is uh, leaves a lot to be desired. But yeah, <laughs> we're not we're not helping ourselves. We're not helping ourselves. We've we've been terrible on you know on third down for the last two or three years. Um, you know, and again on Sunday we had the opportunity to get off the field a few times. Now, okay, you know, Nick um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt are fairly you know strong, elusive runners, um, mm. but. You know, you've got to make a play. You've got to, you know, and the defense has been put in difficult situations as well because you know the turnovers were meaning that field position. You know, we were up against it defensively, field position wise. You know, they were playing, they were playing the short fields. But yeah, you know, you've got to make a couple of those plays. Um, to Especially, get I think it was their second touchdown. Was it down in the goal line? Where it was like knife through butter with our defense. You're like, there was like yeah. three or three missed tackles before he got into the end zone. You're thinking, yeah, come on, this is the National Football League now. This isn't like you know, this isn't a kids' game. This is the biggest no. league in the world. You know, you should yeah. be making these tackles. Yeah, absolutely. Somebody's got to step up and, and put a shoulder in and, and you know end the drive. Um, but yeah, I think that yeah, I think the defense. Obviously, you know, we've lost a couple now for a, certainly for a week or two with with Chase, but. You know, that's one position group, I suppose. We did have quite a bit of depth on, so um, I think we'll cope. From a, Montez from a... Sweat stepped up, didn't he, on Sunday? Yeah. Really, yeah. I was Sweat, really, yeah, I was, you know, if we had to give like a man of the match, I think for me, he was he was up there. I was really impressed with what he'd done. Yeah, no, I'd agree. I think he's definitely taken a step forward. And I think that, you know, if God willing, Chase gets back and, and healthy, um, you know, the D-line will be a problem all season for people. Um yeah, I think that I thought that um, I I have quite a concern over linebackers, but I thought that um, it weren't too bad. I thought Kevin Pierre Louis played quite well mm-hmm. um, on Sunday, but yeah, and, and the secondary is still obviously a concern. But I think you know even even Apke played a little bit better on Sunday, and, and again Apke's another one who's coming in for a huge amount of stick. Um, yeah, he, he did a lot better this weekend than he did the previous one. Put it that way. Yeah, and um, it's hard. I suppose it's difficult to be any worse. But you you know again. Apke's another one of these guys that you want to have a good long look at. And if the answer's no, then the answer's no. But you won't know that until you give him a look. All, all this sort of give him a couple of games and then yank him. I mean, you know, what do you expect the guy to do? You know, he's yeah. young, he's inexperienced. He's finding his feet at the highest level. You know, there's very, very few players that are going to come in and just excel. Hit the ground running. Yeah. So, look, you know, I've seen all the players where he's been flat-footed, he's made bad reads and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I get it. But, you know, let's give the guy a little bit of time. You know, I'm not advocating. Same with Haskins. You know, I'm not. You know, I would be apologist for them, but I'm not advocating you just persist with them. You know, ad infinitum. You know, if the if the results continue to be really bad, but at the same time, I, I think you have to give these guys a chance. So, yeah. if I had to say to you, Tony, uh, just finishing up with like, Haskins, uh, if I had to say to you, if you could pick a cut off for him, if you're Ron Rivera, how do you give him the, just the whole season or? Do you, I, I get the impression from what Ron Rivera is saying is, yep, yeah, yes, I'm going to back you, but you can't do what you did on Sunday again. Yeah, I mean, I think if he if he plays like he did Sunday, you could potentially, you know, pull him out of the game. I would, I would have him, I would name him as a starter for the rest of the season. You know, yep. he, he has to have the season because, yep. you know, if nothing else, what is the alternative? And there isn't an alternative. You can argue all you like about 
Kyle Allen and Alex, whatever. People forget very quickly. Alex wasn't really, you know, doing much before his uh, horrendous leg injury, apart from managing the game. And he's now two and a half years older, and that's not the future. So, really, you've got to give him the season, and you've got to, you've just got to look for little signs of gradual improvement. You know, he's not going to come in and be MVP. He's not going to come in and make the Pro Bowl. But if you can see sort of little, little step, you know, stepping stones to being uh, a solid starting quarterback, then. You know, why would you make the change? People are going to get hysterical every time he makes a mistake now, which is the the difficulty now is that that sort of bandwagon is uh, is in full swing. And every time he throws a pick or he throws a bad pass or, you know, his mechanics are off, people will jump on it again. So it doesn't yeah, Do you think, think he might end up playing as a, a nervous kind of QB now on Sunday? I mean, no one's really expecting much out of Sunday's game. How do you think last weekend's performance will affect him going into this weekend? Yeah, I mean, I think that in some ways it's not a bad situation to be in because absolutely nobody expects us to win. We're 13 and a half point underdogs. We're obviously not going to be happy after last night's uh, performance. God, no. Um, You know, it's all stacked up against us. But, but, you know, that's that's in some ways, you know, is a situation that if it was me, I wouldn't mind being in because you're like, well, no one's expecting anything. But the the, the problem that he may have, and the, the thing that concerns me a little bit with Haskins is, and it was it was talked about last season, and it was you know obviously he's, he had this you know he won the off season with all those photos and videos and <laughs> his, work, his work ethic. They seem like I a always, long time ago now. Oh well, I, I always cringe. You know, years of being a, a fan of the the league in general is is that whoever you hear of these off season champions and you think oh my god it's going to be a disaster. Yeah. Um, but with Dwayne, his, his maturity, I, I just really you know he's. You know, he's 20, whatever he is, 23, 24 years old. He is that generation that's going to be on social media all the time. But he's starting to get into it with fans. And if if you're starting to get into it with fans, you really are on a slippery slope. You know, you've got to... Yeah, if you, start, read, if you start reading everything on Twitter, you're, you're, you're screwed. Oh. Yeah. Trust I mean, me, I yeah, know, I mean, and I only host a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, it's, we can only imagine the level of criticism that he gets on there. And if you start reading it all and you start replying to the odd person here and there, then you're just going to wreck your own head as much as anything else. He needs to just, you know, by all means, put his lifestyle stuff on, put his videos on, anything like that. That's fine. But, you know, geez, just just concentrate on playing and, and not arguing with fans. The so best way to shut the critics, it's up, critics up is just do it on a Sunday, I'd say. Yeah, and then, you play. know what I mean? Just play. Just play. Just win games for this franchise, you know what I mean? Win as many as you can now this season. Let's let's see what he does. But um, Tony, what I've got you on a fellow a fellow Brit. Uh, what explain to our American listeners how hard is it watching the NFL over here in the UK with our late nights and everything that we have? It's obviously I have a lot of American guests come on the show, uh, but the fan base is yeah. strong. The fan base is strong over here in the UK, isn't it? Yeah, it's huge, and it's um, you know it's obviously had a massive resurgence in the last ten years. I mean, I'm one of the originals from the early '80s Channel Four days, so I kind of seeing the growth then the demise and then the, the rebirth kind of thing. So, yeah, it's tough. But, I mean, you know, we wouldn't have it any other way, really. It's kind of you sleep from February to uh, the end of August. Um, <laughs> it's probably the best approach. Tony, I don't sleep. You everyone know I mean? everyone knows I don't sleep. <laughs> well, <laughs> I do. I, unfortunately, I do like to sleep. So, um, yeah, it's kind of like, you know, last night, I wouldn't necessarily watch all the Monday night games, but last night was a, was a classic. So, I was going to, I had a couple of hours kip in the evening and got myself fresh and drank a lot of coffee. But, yeah, look, it's it's great. You know, you you sit there. You it's it's a late night. You feel a bit tired the next couple of days, but it's well worth it. It's absolutely worth it. You know, 
So I wouldn't wouldn't swap it for anything. Yeah, at least we haven't got any we haven't got any prime time games this season, have we? So for us UK <laughs> no. fans, it's six o'clock and maybe the odd nine o'clock at night is the uh, is the latest for us. So yeah, we, there's not going to be many uh, late night watching the uh, watching watching Washington play unless we make the playoffs, of course. And it, then, it, um, well, it, no, it we then... get Thanksgiving, don't we? This year, oh uh, yeah, we so. we got the Thanksgiving game. Um, that'll be uh, that'll be interesting. I was out there for the uh, Thanksgiving game against the Giants a couple of years ago, and like I've said many times, it's the coldest day of my life. But um, the experience <laughs> of, the experience at FedEx on uh, at Thanksgiving was it was um, yeah it was unbelievable and something I'll um, something I'll never forget. But Tony, thanks so much for jumping on the podcast, my friend. While I've got you here, I know you're a keen supporter of the podcast. So from me to you, my friend, thank you for all the support that you um that you give the show. And I really appreciate you coming on, buddy. No problem, Andy. You're doing a cracking job with all the guests you're getting on and uh, really, really increasing the profile. And uh, yeah, it's a great listen. So uh, keep it up, mate. Thanks, buddy. I'll, um, I'll speak to you soon, Tony. Take care. Stay safe, mate. Will do. You too. Thanks, Andy. Thanks, my Bye, friend. Mate. Bye.